It's that time again. Time again for the Go Wild Go podcast. Podcast number 13. It's going to be our lucky 13. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. And we're joined by the publisher of Go I.O. Go, Ian McMacken. Well, there they are, Ian. The studio audience. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Jeff. Uh, we're getting that part of the year where basketball season is starting to cross-sect with uh, football season. So we're going to have a lot of action uh, happening here, I think, in the next month or so. Yeah. In fact, um, doesn't the season start this weekend, if I'm not mistaken? Well, the first official basketball game, uh, which will be against a Division II type opponent, uh, will be on Friday from the AA and 8.30 tip-off. And on Monday, the Cowboys travel to Missoula, Montana, and play the Montana Grizzlies. So the season's starting to starting to pick up for basketball. Yes, it is. And uh, we've got some uh, good news that we'll talk about later. Uh, Tom's got some... Uh, discussion about uh, some basketball recruits and uh, we'll get to that you and i'll talk about that afterwards but uh right now uh the cowboy football team is continuing to roll on and by golly they had a um, a really good game against um utah state cowboys are starting to look like conference contenders just the way they're going about their business on a five-game winning streak, and uh, for them to follow up that Boise State victory, which was the, one of the bigger victories in a long time around Laramie, and be able to really come out and uh, basically handle Utah State, though there was a little part of that game where Utah State pulled back and made us all nervous. But the Cowboys are doing their business. They went out and won that game 52-28, to um, set themselves up with the, the big game at all these games are going to be big going forward. They go into Las Vegas, and, and playing is going to be a key one to set up that game next week against San Diego State at home. You better believe it. Uh, it was it was almost reminiscent of the Nebraska game in a strange way that they had three really good quarters, and then they had one bad quarter. But fortunately for the team this time, the quarter the bad quarter came in the third quarter, and they were able to come back in the fourth quarter and uh, really, uh, really do a, um, a bang-up job in, um, in uh, putting them away 52 to 28, I believe. So uh, I tell you what, uh, I've got the play-by-play, and we can go back through and listen to the calls by Dave Walsh, and uh, we'll get a, uh, a review of... Uh, the game so let's do that right now the Wyoming Cowboys played host to the Utah State Aggies on Saturday November 5th in War Memorial Stadium 
Folks came into the contest with six wins and two losses, leading the Mountain Division of the Mountain West Conference. Besides continued domination of the Mountain Division, the Cowboys and Aggies battled for the Jim Bridger 50 caliber rifle that serves as the trophy for this game. The Cowboys got off to a fast start with a touchdown on their first possession. Starting on the 25-yard line, the Pokes took four plays to cover 75 yards, capped off by a 25-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Tanner Gentry. Out of the shotgun, Allen, he has Hill standing to his left, fakes the inside handoff, throws over the middle. This is caught by Gentry. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys. After the extra point, Wyoming led Utah State 7-0 with 13-31 remaining in the first quarter. The Cowboys added to their score on the next possession by driving 94 yards on nine plays. Junior running back Brian Hill took it to the house with a 56-yard run. Now they'll give it to Brian Hill, the deep back of the eye. Hill gets loose. He's to the 50. He's to the 40. Down the near sidelines. To the 20. The 10. He is... In! Touchdown, Cowboys! After the extra point, it was Wyoming 14, Utah State 0, with 6 minutes and 6 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Wyoming's third touchdown of the game came early in the second quarter when Allen hit senior wide receiver Jacob Mahart for 15 yards and the score, making it Wyoming 21, Utah State nothing after the extra point with 14-18 remaining in the second quarter. Takes the snap, wants to throw. Allen steps up, has time, fires to the end zone. This is caught! Touchdown, Cowboys! Jake Mallhart stretches out for the grab. What a play! The Aggies registered on the scoreboard on their next possession with a nine-play drive covering 75 yards. Utah State running back Damon Holmes Utah State running back Damian Hobbs plunged into the end zone from one yard out to bring the score Wyoming 21, Utah State 7 after the extra point. Cowboys answered the Aggies' score in the very next drive by covering 65 yards in 14 plays. Quarterback Josh Allen provided the heroics on a one-yard sneak to get the score. Van Monnen is the up back or the blocking back. Hill back there, but Allen going to keep it himself. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys. After the extra point, Wyoming led the Aggies 28-7 with four minutes and six seconds remaining in the half. Wyoming recovered the ball with 119 remaining on the clock after Cowboys safety Rico Gafford forced Aggie running back Tabor to fumble and Logan Wilson recovered on the Utah State's 46-yard line. Out of the shotgun, Myers. Takes the snap and fades to throw. Has time, steps up and fires. This is caught out across the 40-yard line. Tarver has it stripped away. The Cowboys say they have it. And they do. It's Wyoming football at the 44-yard line of Utah State. Allen hit Tanner Gentry for 46 yards and the touchdown on the third play of the next drive. Takes the snap and fades the throw. Now being rushed out of the pocket, he's going to run to his left. Looking downfield, throws to the end zone. This is caught! Touchdown, Cowboys! Tanner Gentry in the end zone, laid out to make that catch. After the extra point, the Cowboys take a 35-7 lead into the locker room at the half. 
The Aggies found some redemption in the third quarter, scoring three unanswered touchdowns on their first three possessions. The first TD was on a five-yard pass from Aggie backup quarterback Kent Myers to Rayshon Lewis with 8-1 remaining in the quarter, making the score Wyoming 35, Utah State 14. The second Utah State touchdown of the quarter came on a two-yard run by Damian Hobbs with six minutes and seven seconds remaining in the third, tightening the score, Wyoming 35, Utah State 21. The Aggies got their third touchdown in the quarter on a 10-yard rush by Hobbs with five minutes and 20 seconds, making the score Wyoming 35, Utah State 28. The Bokes got back on the board with their next drive, expanding their lead to 14 points on a 37-scoring pass from Allen to Jake Hollister. Cowboys have it first and 10, however, 37-yard line of Utah State after that brilliant run by Allen. He'll take it under center, now back to throw again, gets away from pressure, rolling right, throws on the run, wide open. This is caught. Touchdown, Cowboys. Jacob Hollister with the score. After the extra point, the folks lead the Aggies 42-28 with four minutes and 41 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Wyoming's freshman kicker, Cooper Roth, added three points early in the fourth quarter on a 30-yard field goal, making the score Wyoming 45, Utah State 28, with 11.30 remaining in the fourth quarter. Nick Spore will spot it on the 10. Snap is back, it's spotted, the kick is up. It looks good, it is good. The Cowboys put the capper on the evening with their seventh touchdown of the game on a 15-yard run by Brian Hill with 5.27 remaining in the game. Gentry will split out to the left, Johnson wide right, but thinking that probably won't matter. Hill is the deep back. He'll give it to him, running to his left, looking for a block, cuts up. He's to the five-yard line, spins, and then he's in. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys. After the extra point, Wyoming led the Aggies 52-28, closing out their seventh victory of the season. Clock running down shows 20 seconds as both teams will meet at the middle of the field. And the Cowboys have won their fifth straight, their fifth straight conference game without a loss. Wyoming will move to 5-0 and oh in conference play. And now the Pokes are 7-2 overall after beating Utah State. The final score... Oh, the score. Wyoming 52, Utah State 28. We want to thank the University of Wyoming, Learfield Sports, and Mr. Dave Walsh for graciously providing the play-by-play descriptions of the game. For the Go Wyo Go podcast, this is Jeff Fry reporting. There you have it. That was the play-by-play, the action at the Utah State game this last Saturday. I tell you, that uh, the Cowboys are really impressive. I know they got down, and a lot of the players after the game talked about how they hadn't lost confidence. Uh, this is really, I think, a special team. 
Yeah, I think it's a special team that could be brewing into a very special program. We've got to keep in mind this is still a, a very young football program with a lot of underclassmen and recruits coming up in the mix that could be very special players down the road. Um, so I don't think it's a, a one-season situation where they're having one good football season uh, as this program continues to progress forward. They should get strong, stronger. But for the Cowboys to uh, come back um, after – Utah State pulled within seven. This, you know, in the past, it seems like the past years. Recently, that's a game the Cowboys might end up uh, giving up. But for them to actually get back into the game and actually extend that lead back out, I think uh, does say a lot about the fabric of the football team this year. Sure does. Um, when you listen to the players talk, especially after the game, uh, they felt like uh, even though they got down. Uh, or not down, but uh, even though that uh, they got close, they were able to make the adjustments. And in uh, late in the third and into the fourth quarter, uh, they were able to come back and seal that game. Coach uh, Bowl, after the game, kind of reviewed that. Uh, let's listen to that. Recapping off of last week's game, it was a, a hard-fought game. Lots of uh, ebbs and flows within the game. And our players played really hard. Um, we knew that Utah State's very talented. Last year, this was the team that scored 58 points on us, and we knew they were very capable of scoring. Um, we were really pleased with the start. I thought we came out and started really fast in all three phases of the game. And um, then there was uh, a slowdown in the second half. It was kind of a perfect storm. We, we didn't convert on a couple uh, third down plays, and defensively, we really struggled during a period of time. Um, I think it also is an indication of a young football team, uh, learning how to play four quarters as, as opposed to three. Uh, we did have the game sandwiched first and second and the fourth quarter. I thought our players really responded well. Without question, Josh Allen is continuing to uh, emerge as really a dominant offensive threat, uh, both with his legs and with his arms. So I think we've got a very capable receiving core, a lot of uh, challenging catches and uh, you know some some big time plays not only from our wide receivers but also the tight end position and Brian Hill continues to be a, a great great threat. Uh, defensively, we're really pleased with two takeaways. Um, you know we're really striving, um, working on ball hawking, stripping, and going after the football, and so we're really pleased with that. Logan Wilson came up with a fumble recovery and an interception. The interception was a was a great play. You know, we were solid in the kicking game. And so when you put all that together, uh, we beat a good football team. Uh, they're a team on the, the mountainside. And uh, it, was a, it was a really, really good victory. So we're pleased with that. Well, that was uh, Bowl at his Monday press conference, not at the post game. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, Bowl uh, seems to be impressed by this team. I mean, he's uh, he even admits to himself uh, – that um, uh, he's impressed with that, and it, it's just a testament to the process that they put in place. Yeah, the foundation is being laid. The process is going forward. It has momentum. Um, he didn't take any shortcuts. Uh, he did what he you know, the coaching staff did what they did with recruiting and uh, took it through the process, and the fruit's starting to come forward. But I tell you what, uh, having two difference makers in that backfield, quarterback Josh Allen, and Brian Hill are true difference maker offensive players. 
I don't remember last time Wyoming had two true difference makers at both the quarterback and running back position in the same season. And then Logan Wilson on defense is a young player just just continues to impress me. Being only a true or redshirt freshman playing for Natrona, he continues to make uh, big plays. Um, he's going to be a great linebacker for the Cowboys, and, and I look at him as kind of a college Wyoming version of Jack Ham a little bit. I tell you, um, the uh, reporters at the presser uh, ask a lot of questions um, of Coach Bowl about Josh, and uh, uh, they were asked, or he was asked, I should say, um, whether or not he was impressed with Josh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I think the uh, the touchdown that he threw to Tanner in the end zone, uh, he did the same thing against Nebraska for the end of the half. Uh, he did it, I don't know who, I mean, these games are all starting to roll together. Yeah. It's like a, a movie. It's like Groundhog Day. They keep coming up over and over again. So, so yeah, he's... <laughs> He's really impressed with his quarterback, you know, and they, they, uh, they talked to him uh, on a further note uh, about comparing uh, Josh to uh, some of the prior um, players that he's had. But uh, it's really obvious that um, uh, Bowl is quite impressed with his quarterback. Yeah, I think uh, you just watched Josh Allen. Uh, the, the skills that he brings to the, the field is – can't remember Wyoming quarterback having the combination of his scrambling ability and then also his ability to throw the ball like John Elway. I mean, he's running on the left side of the field there. Uh, that touchdown of Tanner Gentry right at the end of the second quarter going into halftime was just a big-time throw. That was an NFL throw. And to see a quarterback in Wyoming be able to do those things, I think, has really been the, the thing that's helped this program maybe separate itself out a little bit this year compared to maybe where some – some fans expect Wyoming to be. Well, I tell you, um, it's it's almost getting to the point with me, and this is myself speaking, that um, uh, he is, Josh uh, Allen is probably one of the best quarterbacks we've had. Now, uh, we, we went through the Brett Smith era not so far ago, and, and Brett had a lot of skills, but I think Josh has got a better arm than Brett had, and so um, I'm thinking that right now he's probably one of, if not the best quarterback we've ever had. I agree with you, Jeff. I, you know, I followed Wyoming football since the late '70s, and we had those quarterbacks that are tilling road for more system type quarterbacks. Um, Casey Bramlett had a big time arm. Casey Bramlett could get up there and really throw that ball down the field. He didn't have the mobility that Josh Allen has. Um, Josh Allen is developing, and then Coach Bowl even alluded to this, is developing into a premier college quarterback where he's going to be a top-tier quarterback in, in, in a very short while here in college football playing for Wyoming. Well, you know, one of the um, reporters there at the presser asked uh, Coach Bowl to compare him to a quarterback that he had in his past. Uh, you've all heard of... Um, Colin Wiss, uh, win, <laughs> uh, wins, who's now the uh, quarterback at Philadelphia and played at North Dakota State. Let's listen to uh, Coach Bowles' comments on that. I would say uh, their physical stature, uh, it was comparable. Josh may be a little bit heavier um, than what Carson was uh, during his, his third year. Uh, 
the arm strength, Josh may have a, a little bit stronger arm uh, than what Carson had at this stage. Um, some playmaking ability was probably comparable. And what Carson did, Carson really took ownership of his uh, mental aspect of the game, and I think Josh will continue to do that. Uh, but uh, what's interesting is I talked to my colleagues around the league. Uh, Josh was an unknown player. I think we kind of saw some things, and maybe he's exceeded some some of his play with some of what guys in the room thought he could do. Um, and to a certain degree, sometimes he's exceeded some of my expectations. But I, he's got exceptional ability. I mean, he's he's got exceptional ability, and I, I think before his career is done, he'll be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And and I, I don't want to say I've, you know, I've coached. I, I coached against Peyton Manning, and I'm Peyton Manning is a different type of guy, but he's got really good ability, and uh, the future looks really bright. I tell you, <laughs> Coach Bowl is impressed with his quarterback. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he also said that, you know, if you have a quarterback that's a management-type quarterback, you know, that can just take care of the system, uh, you really need a good defense and a good kicking game, and you'll win games. And said, but if you look at the NFL, who gets the most money? It's the quarterback. So um, we are in really fortunate uh, six circumstances to have a quarterback of this caliber. And if it helps that he has good pieces around him, but he's the he's the guy that kind of takes Wyoming to the next level with Brian Hill. We got these two very talented players in the Wyoming backfield at quarterback, and then you got the solid players like Gentry and Mulhart and Hollister and the offensive line. You know, they're solid to good enough to really make this offense as prolific it is because this offense has been very prolific if you look at the, the scores they've registered uh, for the last several games this uh, offense is moving the football and my gut is uh, they'll move the football well against UNLV on Saturday well I think you're right I think you're right and speaking of UNLV um, Bowl and his presser gave his preview of uh, that game let's listen to that next challenge up uh, you know we've uh, we played uh, UNLV last week, last year, and it was a very close ball game. A lot of their same players are back. Uh, you know, they inserted Palandek uh, last week against uh, San Jose, or I guess it's a week before they had a bye week, and he really gave them a spark. They had a shot to win the game. He's got a live arm, uh, runs the ball well. He's got very good mobility, and they really have got two tailbacks that are electric, uh, both Thomas and Wilson. Uh, both guys that can go all the all the way uh, for a touchdown anytime they touch the football, so we're going to need to make sure we've got uh, great gap control there. I think I got a big time uh, receiver with Boyd, and we've had a difficult time with him last year. Their offensive line is well coached. Um, you know, they're they're always on point, very few uh, mistakes, and um, I happen to know their a lot of their coaches. Uh, their offensive line coach had played for us when I was coaching at Nebraska. The, Offensive coordinator, he and I were teammates, and their defensive line coach uh, was a teammate, and we were GA. So a lot of uh, crossovers there. <clears throat> Defensively, they operate out of a mainly a, a four-down look. Uh, they will jump into a three-down look, which always causes challenges going back and forth from four to three. Uh, number 55, uh, we believe, is our best defensive player, Lotu Lele. 
I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, and that's no disrespect to him. I think he's really an excellent player. They have an excellent punter, and uh, their field goal kicker is eight for nine. So we play a solid opponent who has a, had a bye week. And uh, I know Coach Sanchez is a very capable coach as far as directing their staff, making sure they utilize that bye well. Um, and it'll be a big challenge to go on the road and see if we can have a chance to come up with another win. Each one of these wins are very meaningful. And uh, so uh, we're excited about playing the game. I know our football team's excited as well. Um, we will have DJ May back. Um, you know, he was ejected in the first half. We got clearance from the Mountain West that he served a suspension. And Shiloh Wenzel will be back also. Well, there's his uh, assessment of UNLV. And I've been trying to fight against the tendency that since the team has been doing so well that I'm going to dismiss UNLV, and I think that's a mistake. Uh, the team is going on the road, and um, it could bite them uh, if they don't take care of business. Yeah, all these games are big now. Uh, there's been some funky things that have happened down in UNLV through the years for Wyoming football, so we're hope hoping this program has matured, and we think it has matured, where they're going to be able to handle this type of game. But thing is UNLV has had two weeks off to get ready for this game. I've always been a, a fan of two weeks of preparation through the years. I think it helps the team normally. Um, and, and UNLV tends to always have that one game a year or two even when they're struggling where they just come out and play lights out and give somebody some trouble. So, you know, you be a little nervous about this game. Fortunately, we do got a good football team going in there. UNLV will be on their third-string quarterback, I believe. Uh, they do have a big play receiver that's probably going to be in the NFL, a Devontae Boyd. So uh, they do uh, potentially have some big play capability. And, you know, if, if you get in a situation where you're turning the ball over, you're not quite mentally 100% for the game, that can cause some problems. The Cowboys are going to have to go in there solid. Uh, they have a lot to play for right now, which is a positive. I think because of that, uh, that should keep them hopefully mentally focused for this game. Well, you know, the thing that concerns me, along with the fact that they had a bye week, uh, Wyoming is now the top dog uh, in the division right now, and uh, that just puts a target on your back. And uh, teams tend to play better, I think, or play to their utmost when they're playing uh, the number one guy. And uh, we haven't been in that position uh, at all uh, for years now. And so... Uh, it's going to be a testament to the maturity of the team uh, as they handle this kind of game. Yeah, you know, uh, Wyoming's only been in this position for one week, and they did a good job against Utah State last week. I thought they played a really solid game for the most part, um, which is a good indicator. But we're also under a new new staff, uh, staff with, or staff has been around for three years now, but they seem to have a different mentality. They're instilling different mentality in this program that we've seen in the past. So it's going to be a very interesting game on Saturday for sure. Um, and I just, you know, the Cowboys, uh, I think, will be prepared, ready to go. Well, I hope so. And uh, I think you're right. I have that kind of uh, confidence in them. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, this is not the time to um, keep the eye off the ball. I do like the fact that um, the team – Every one of the players uh, in their press conference uh, post game, when they talked, when they were asked about you know down the road or how they felt about being in this position, they said, "Well, uh, we are uh, 
uh, o, uh, o and O and trying to get to one and O. Uh, in other words, um, uh, the next game's the most important. So they're really focused on that, and it's a testament to the um, to the coaching staff if they can keep this young team focused. So, yeah, I think the, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, Jeff. No, no, go no, ahead. You can go ahead. No, I was just going really to have anything to say. <laughs> we'll cut this out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will. I, I trust your editing, so we're good. Go ahead and go into the interview. So. Okay, yeah. Well, what I was going to do is um, uh, kind of wrap up. Well, here, let me start again. So, in the bottom line here is that the, the team needs to be focused. This is a game. I won't call it a trap game, but this is a game that can trip them up. It's on the road. It's in Las Vegas. And so um, uh, I'll be interested to see how they uh, do. Uh, they can't uh, do this thing where they um, uh, have a whole entire quarter when they don't show up. Uh, I wish. Uh, hope they don't do that again. So, again, this is going to be a big test. So uh, let's just leave it at that and uh, move on down the road here. we got a... a another topic that we need to talk about and that is of course recruiting uh tom laycock uh had some basketball news and uh, why don't we listen to that well it's that time again we have uh, tom laycock our recruiting guru with us tom welcome to the go io go podcast number 13 Thanks, Jeff. Good to talk to you again. Well, now, we're going to turn our attention away from football. I know we've been kind of football-centric here lately, but uh, uh, we've gotten some good news on uh, the first or a completion of the first recruiting class at Wyoming, and uh, let us know what's going on there, would you? Sure. You know, it's, it's always great when there's no surprises I mean, for the, from the standpoint of a rifles guy. Uh, there's no surprises. We had Alan Edwards had his uh, first recruiting class, the 2017-18 season. Uh, the three guys who were expected to sign all signed, uh, Anthony Mack, Hunter Maldonado, and Hunter Thompson. Um, looks It actually looks pretty good. You know, we like what we see here. Uh, you know, when you talk to Coach Edwards, it sounds like he wants to get a little more up-tempo, and I think uh, this is a group that will certainly uh, help him work towards that. So, uh, the first one, Anthony Mack, 6'6", 215, uh, from Blair Academy in Blair, New Jersey. He's the one who committed just about a week ago. Um, he plays at, uh, at, like I said, at Blair Academy in Blair, New Jersey. Um, but he, he plays with, uh, you know, all told four guys who are going to sign with Division One team. So his stats, you know, 12 points a game and five rebounds a game look a little bit pedestrian, but you have to realize there's a whole lot of competition for that basketball and the guys he's playing against each week uh, in practice are tremendous. Uh, scholarship offers all the way up, you know, as, as far as Big East stuff, you know, even Villanova, uh, Memphis, SEC from uh, offers from Missouri and Georgia. And he picked Wyoming. He said, you know, all along, Wyoming was the place that he that uh, that recruited him the hardest and, and did the most in terms of making him feel wanted. So, um, once again, very excited to uh, to have him come along, and, and he's the one that we didn't think much about because when those big offers came in, you know, that uh, sort of little brother syndrome that we all have as Wyoming fans kind of went out. Oh, he's gone. He's out the door. So uh, that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, the second 
Uh, one that we'll talk about was uh, Hunter Maldonado, 6'6", 185, uh, swing man from Vista Ridge High School in Colorado Springs. Um, a two-star guy, uh, average last year, uh, you know, 22.6 as a junior and 6.9 rebounds. Once again, a lot of spring in his step. Uh, when you watch his highlight video, uh, you know, looks a little bit like a Josh Adams type player, you know, can hit the outside, but he has no trouble getting above the rim in a hurry. So, uh, that's fantastic to see as well. Uh, the third uh, is Hunter Thompson, who, you know, the guy who chose to stay at home, uh, close to home after uh, flirting a little bit with Creighton. Um, you know, 6'10", 225-pound. Uh, he plays the post, but when you watch the, the game film, a really, really pretty mid-range shot. So you like what you see there, and he also seems to move up and down the court awfully well, uh, which bodes well for this, this program that wants to get up and down the court. Uh, as a junior, uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds a game last year, um, and uh, took Pine Bluffs to the Class 2A state title. So, uh, impressive group. I mean, you got the in-state guy, and you got two guys, uh, one from the uh, region and, and one from the other side of this, uh, the other side of the country. But uh, very impressive class. There's been some discussion on the board as to technically is this the first recruiting class? Because there were some other guys. Uh, brought in or um, uh, added earlier on. So what is the distinction there? Does it really matter? No, I don't think it does at all. Um, you know, I'd say you got two three-star guys and another guy who uh, comes off as a two-star, but really I'm not sure how much he was scouted. Uh, and so to be able to pull off that kind of quality in, in year one is, is tremendous for Coach Allen Edwards. You know, and the fact of the matter is right now he's still – recruiting based on proof of concepts, uh, you know, but without that proof of concept. So he doesn't really have a record to show, and he doesn't have a lot of game film to say, this is how I play uh, with my teams. And so to be able to pull that off uh, before he's gotten to that point is especially impressive to me. Well, basketball season kicks off officially next week or this weekend. Am I correct, or is it weekend after next? I believe it's Friday. Friday. So uh, what uh – What's your feelings about the season? I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a rebuild that players try to use to the new system. I think there's a lot of folks where a lot of players are back, uh, but when you look at, at when you look at what's uh, you know who's coming back and what kind of roles they're going to play, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is, but I also think that you kind of have to go into this season. Um, you know, maybe maybe not completely concerned if if they're not winning everything. You know, you've got a lot of youth on this team, and once again, a lot of uh, uh, and you've got a lot of talent. But you know, how that all comes together is going to be kind of interesting to watch. So this is, uh, for lack of better terms, uh, this is a rebuilding year, uh, a year first year coach getting his system implemented. So the um, you should keep your expectations lower. Would that be the right way to say it? Or I think I think a lot like we talked about at the beginning of the year for football. Um, look for growth and and understand that maybe the wins don't necessarily come on the scoreboard all the time. Um, you know, it may just be a team that learns to play together a little bit better, or you see someone who's you know whose skill level jumps from what you what you saw a year ago. Well, good, good. Well, that's that's always good news. I'm glad uh, we're going to start getting more and more into the uh, basketball season now that it's kicking off. So I wanted to make sure that we captured that today. 
So I want to thank you for stopping by. And uh, as always, uh, look forward to these conversations every week. And um, is there anything on the football front that uh, you see over the horizon, or are we uh, kind of leveling out there? Um, I think they've got some wonderful momentum building up. You know, they picked up a couple uh, – they picked up a couple uh, football commits in the last week. Those are the two kids from offensive linemen from Nebraska with Rudy Stouffer and, uh, and Chris Walker. And Walker is the one that I was very excited for, uh, take nothing away from, from Rudy. Uh, but he's got a little bit of an edge to him uh, when you talk to him. So I think uh, I think that's that's not a bad thing. You know, and he's 6'6 and 270 uh, as an offensive tackle. So he's coming in a little bit more. You know, versus a few years ago when, you know, you look at Zach Wallace, who's, you know, the current left tackle, um, he was doing a tremendous job, but he came in and he looked like a basketball player, you know, wearing a wearing football pads. Uh, I think between, you know, Chris Walker and, you know, like a, a Patrick Arnold and, you know, and even a Rudy Stauffer, you're seeing guys who are maybe a little, more, little bit more uh, ready to play maybe a little bit earlier. So I love the depth that they're building up along the front, and, and now we'll see what they can do with the uh, some of the skill positions. Well, good, good. Well, then, uh, thank you again, and uh, let's talk uh, recruiting next week. Sounds great, Jeff. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Tom. Well, that was Tom's uh, recruiting report, uh, basketball-centric this time. Uh, I tell you, the... Um, it sounds like that uh, Coach Edwards is getting off to a good start as uh, Wyoming's head man. Yeah, the recruiting uh, superseded my expectations uh, to grasp like Lewis Adams is going to be an c- immediate contributor offensively, defensively this year for this football basketball team is a great step forward. But also the younger players, the, just the recent signees, are, all look like they have high ceilings. Guys could be really... Uh, big-time players in the Mount West Conference. So um, he's off to a really great start with recruiting. Now, uh, as I talked with Tom, uh, are you of the same opinion that I am, that uh, we have to temper ex- expectations? I mean, we've, uh, we're out of the uh, uh, Nance era, out of the uh, – um, oh, geez, I just went blank. Um, uh, Adams area uh, – Era, am I saying that right? But anyway, we've 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 passed through that era of the Shiat teams, and now we're on to a new era. And so, I think maybe personally, I think maybe we ought to hold back our expectations for this first year. Well, I'm not quite sure I'm ready to hold my expectations back because one of the big reasons we signed Edwards in the first place is because of that was going to be a smooth transition. Another thing people need to keep in mind is the Cowboys are returning 10 scholarship players. It's been a long time since this program has returned that number of players uh, which have had an off-season of maturity, development, gaining size, improving their skills, very similar to the football team. You know, the football team had a huge returning of the players that I think have really helped improve them significantly. Um, over last season. So what I'm looking at is this is going to be a lot more mature basketball team. There's going to be some surprises that are going to step up and be impact-type players that people aren't expecting. And I think as this off-season or the non-conference season progresses, this team will continue to get better and better. And there's no reason not to 
expect Wyoming to at least be in the upper half of the league in terms of competition. Um, followed this basketball program for a long time. I've been, you know, I've had the ability to watch these players individually develop and uh, kind of understand what their up, you know, uphill skills are going to be uh, ceiling-wise. You know, where they're going to be with their ceiling. So I do think there's going to be some pleasant surprises. I think there's going to be some stars developing, and the way the Mountain West Conference is set up as a league right now, um, Wyoming can definitely get in there and uh, be very competitive in the league this year. Well, that's good news for me. Now, uh, I'm not as big a basketball fan as others, and so, but I am interested. But I'm not the X and O's kind of guy. So. Uh, uh, the new coach and all that kind of concerns me, but uh, you're right. It hasn't. It's not going to be too much of a different change, except we're going to be a little bit more up tempo. Uh, hopefully, the defense, uh, the defensive boards are going to be uh, the same philosophy that Shyatt had. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this team does. Well, I think there's last year this team was a very underclassman basketball program. This year they're going to be more upperclassmen. My experience watching the Mount West through the years is that's always a play it comes into play as being how successful you're going to be. There's enough talent on this team to be successful if they mold and develop. And I would expect an off season uh, with some of these guys like Justin James, Jordan Naughton, Alan Herndon, um, uh, Lewis Adams has been added to the mix. You got Jason McManaman coming back. Uh, Andrew Mamek is a very exciting young forward with what I would call. Justin Williams, uh, Derek Cook, uh, athletic ability to him. Uh, he's a great jumper. Um, so there is some talent here. This team should uh, be a good offensive uh, basketball team. They should shoot the ball really well. In fact, Coach Ed- Edwards said he feels like this team has the potential to be a very good offensive team. So if they end up re- reaching that level that he's talking about, they're going to be able to score. They're going to have shooters and they're going to have slashers which are a good combination. Then going forward after that, it's really how you're going to play defense, you know, keep care of the ball, play within your system and stuff. So there is some reason for hope uh, this season. Um, certainly there's a lot of unknowns still out there, but there is reason to think that you know, if things come together, this team can have an exciting season. Well, are you um, of such confidence to uh, offer up a prediction of the season? Well, I, I think the team will win tw- at least 20 games. Uh, whether they get above that 20 win mark is going to depend on some stuff. I do expect them at a very minimum, you know, the worst-case scenario, they're going to be in the middle of the league in terms of wins, you know, something like, what, 9-9, nine and 8-10, nine, and 10, uh, 10 and 8. But if a couple players can really step forward, they can come together with their chemistry, um, type situations, and things can develop. Uh, this team has a chance to even, you know, go up a couple levels. Now, I'm probably being a little more optimistic than some people, but I tend to project uh, when I'm making these predictions. I tend to project players out. I tend to project things out a little bit more than a lot of uh, fans. I think a lot of fans tend to sit in the here and now and just kind of base everything on the here and now. I'm kind of basing it on what I can see as potential, you know, here in the next couple months. Well, I, I certainly hope you're right. And we'll see. Uh, it's going to be exciting. A whole new era. Uh, we've uh, said goodbye to Papa Shiat, and uh, he's off on uh, 
I think he's in the NBA now, isn't he? He's sitting the, in an assistant uh, capacity in the NBA. So a uh, new era, and uh, we're all looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, about what time it is now, uh, you're going to, you know, you've heard this before, but uh, I'm going to have to reach over here and get this. And uh, let's see. Ah, there you go. I'm going to pour that. Ah, there you go. Ah. Looking good, looking good. Yeah. Well, Ian, this has been another one, and uh, we poured our beer. I'll uh, I'll do a transcontinental um, clicking of the glass with you from Virginia to Colorado. There you go. Brosit, as they say in Germany. So um, we'll be back here a week from now, uh, hopefully uh, talking about a uh, victory in Las Vegas. And uh, we'll start looking at the basketball team a little bit closer. And uh, hopefully we can um, get some other features going. I've been trying to um, uh, get some interviews with some uh, Cowboys from the past. And hopefully um, some of that will start coming through. So, uh, Ian... um, what say you as we get out uh, in closing? Right. Thanks a lot, Jeff. It was a great podcast, and I look forward to talking sports with you again at Wyoming Athletic. Well, thank you, and uh, let's close this out in the proper way, all right? <sighs> podcast number 13 I'm your host Jeff Fry I've been joined by Ian McMacken publisher of the Go I.O. Go message board this has been a production of Jackalope Ridge Media thank the University of Wyoming, Learfield Sports, and Mr. Dave Walsh for allowing us to use the play-by-play of the broadcast. All rights reserved. <laughs>